Hey, paisanos! My name is Jeff. What kind of nonsense is this? Guess what? It's showtime. Who's responsible for this? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my underground lair. This is the coolest thing I have ever seen. I ought to beat your brains and I think I will. What's good, baby? How's it going? It's me, Zach. Welcome to the show, episode 13. Charles, we've made it to 13 episodes. Lucky 13, that's right. And uh, also, this is a special episode because this is the 4th of July episode. It's the 4th of July! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For this episode, we're not going to follow any format at all. There's not going to be any segments, nothing like that at all. So we're just going to just kind of chill and chat. If anybody drops in the Discord and wants to talk to us, they can join. Uh, We also are doing something for the first time. We're live right now on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. So if you're listening to us right now, um, you can feel free to type in, join us, or join our Discord and be a part of the show. Charles, how you been, buddy? Yep. Uh, I've been good. Uh, Haven't been doing, like, you know... I haven't been doing a whole lot lately, I guess. Got done with a with a bit of video editing here fairly recently. Yeah. Well. Um, pretty happy with how it went. Can't complain too much, I suppose. But it it's it like like it's been an adventure. Won't you uh tell them a little bit about the video? <laughs> so the video isn't anything super special. I mean, obviously everyone has to do a Minecraft Let's Play. Like, let's be real, if you're doing any kind of gaming content, uh, that's one of the first things people will ask you is like, when are you going to do Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> so we've actually been putting in a little bit, um, spoilers ahead, but uh, where we're going to try and do kind of a group minecraft session uh people are probably aware of that like if you've watched the video that i put out because we have some pretty obvious spoilers there that it's going to happen um but yeah uh it'll it'll be interesting uh the like process for editing it obviously i learned a few things this time because it wasn't like from 1 a.m to 6 a.m editing it was actually a few day process of going at it hard, uh, coming up with some ideas, like trying out some things that I hadn't tried before, but I'm reasonably happy with it. It's like I said, it's, uh, for the second video I've edited ever, shoot, I'm pretty happy with how it went, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, uh, I got some update real quick. Just one little update. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go through all these updates, but, um, basically, what I did was uh, the Wired Rabbit asked me to join his YouTube channel to uh, record some stuff. So I'm going to be showing up every once in a while, recording some Let's Play material with him. And uh, one of the first uh, things we put up was a game called She Will Punish Them. And it's a it's a, it's a hentai <laughs> game. Um, so if you like boobies and all that, this is perfect for you. But I will it's say this. It's also not perfect for you because like they're all censored. <laughs> Yeah, I I was the one who who had to edit the video, and good God, like I I've never, I have never been so scared of a nipple until that day. Every time I saw a <laughs> nipple, I freaked out. I was like, I'll put put a bird over it, put a bird over it, hurry. And uh, put something there, get it out of here. Oh, that's an ass. Cover it up with the cat head. <laughs> but uh, yeah. 
it was interesting. It got me to mess with my tweening skills a little bit more, and um, we recorded some more material that uh, will be coming your way, and I'm probably going to be editing these first few episodes, and then when Charles gets back and he's not as busy, then he's going to uh, try to take on the uh, editing role for The Wired Rabbit. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to try to branch out a little bit more. Um, it's... Just like with everything, it's probably going to be pretty lax until I know fully what I'm doing. But thankfully, there's, you know, if you're looking for video editing, there's a channel on here that I've been relying on so much that's literally called, like, Video Editing in a Minute. And gosh dang, am I happy that someone doesn't take 20 minutes just to get to the point of uh, how to do things. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm not a big fan of watching a 20-minute video for, like, 16 minutes and 20 seconds in. They tell me the one little thing I need to know. And then I'm like, okay, that, like, was that so hard? Yeah. So, obviously, um, if you're going to listen to me and you want to do any video editing yourself, <laughs> video editing in a minute, that I'm going to give him a shout-out. Because, gosh darn, do I love whoever runs that channel. Yeah, go ahead and give him a shout-out. But yeah, yeah. So uh, video editing, editing in a minute. Uh, you, you're a lifesaver. Thank you very much. Send me the link to his channel, and I will put it in the description. Uh, for oh yeah, the show. yeah, for sure, for sure. Like it, it's, it's like I said, that is one of those things that it's like, I don't know. Like again, I get that people are trying to hit like the word count in an essay, like you know, quote unquote. But like. Shoot, dude, if I'm looking for one little tiny thing that that I just need to know, like, I'm going to be a lot happier if I don't have to, like, look through a video and go, hmm, okay, let me... Is this what I'm looking for? No. Okay, what about this? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm, nope, okay. Yep. All right, yeah, there it is. <laughs> now, does he does he just cover DaVinci, or, or is it, like, other editing software as well? Uh, he does Lightworks. Um, it seems like he does Lightworks, he does DaVinci... He does some things that are like multi-video, which those are a little bit longer in uh, in his stuff. But yeah. I believe he even has some Adobe, like some Adobe uh, Premiere uh, tutorials on there too. I'll like need to look Filmora, him up. Like, like, shoot, he has a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, I'll definitely need to look him up because there's sometimes when I'm using Adobe and I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to do this. So I'm going to try to look up and every video you look up they either a they take forever with their intro and they barely show you how to do it or b well, yeah it's like it it's a three minute intro for like a 20 minute video and then they're sitting there for like every going okay so let's say that i have a video over here and i want to do this it's like yep okay yep i, I already know that okay so let's uh let, like, let's get to the point it's like again like 10 minutes later they'll be like so here's how you do this and you're like thank you <laughs> Yeah, and then it's like uh, they they skip out a part of the video, like they expect you to know how to do certain things, and then you go in, you're like, um, I don't know how to do that. You skipped a step here, buddy. What what, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, okay, now I need to backtrack and find a video where you're talking about that specific step. And then when you do yeah. that, then they do the exact same thing again. You're like, fuck. Yeah, it's one of those deals where it's definitely a bit annoying. It's like I said, I I get it with uh, the whole YouTube, um, the whole YouTube thing of like, oh, if it's not a ten minute video, then you're probably not going to get very many hits. Yeah. But it's like to me, like, 
I don't know, I learn better if you just tell me what the heck it is. If you have a 20 minute video and I'm trying to work, chances are I don't want to watch a 20 minute video on top of the like six hours that it's taking me to already edit something. Right. It's like, I just want to know, I want to get fast, nasty and finish it. What, where, what do I do here? Come on, show me. <laughs> fast, nasty and finish it. That's, <laughs> that's a good way to put it though. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it as an editor. You want it fast. You want it fast and nasty. What's the yeah, best way I mean, for best bang for my buck here? Come on. I mean, once you know what you're doing, it's not that bad. Like, you know, because of the fact that it's like, okay, yeah, well that, that makes sense. Now, there's obviously some stuff that they don't tell you, like uh, keyframing. Keyframing is you have like DaVinci Resolve, for instance, um, will automatically add keyframes whenever you stop and you start to edit values. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll put up a keyframe automatically, so that's great. But I didn't know that at first, so I kept screwing up all my keyframes because it was like. Oh my god, like, like, wait a minute, it didn't keyframe this right. Then it's like, well, like, shoot, it's putting in keyframes already. Like, <laughs> right. I'll but say yeah, this, though, so... when it comes, when it comes to, like, watching you edit in, um, in DaVinci versus me editing in Adobe, it's like, good god, like, it's so different from <laughs> what I'm used to. Yeah, and that's going to come along with any kind of editing software, I'm sure, where you're... what's actually going on or what's going down at the time, um, like, and how you're editing and how you're putting in keyframes. Like, you're so used to something. Like, this is what I told people whenever I was training folks, is that it's like, don't watch what I do and expect that, like, you'll be able to do it if you have... Like, you know, whenever I was teaching people how to sew, for instance, it's like if you sewed before, it's like, yeah, I want you to do it this way. But the problem is you're used to doing it another way. Right. So you end up like trying to use that uh, that uh, kind of knowledge base you already have where it can help you depending on some certain things. Like I've had people show me things that I was like, whoa, that's that's a lot easier. Like, yeah, I'll start teaching people that way. But then I've also had people that it's like they've been sewing for years and I would try to tell them like, you know, okay, like you're working with a different material here. Like it's not going to be the same. Like you can't mess up and keep going back because it's like when you're sewing um, hiking gear, for instance, you're working with waterproof material. Once you stitch into waterproof material, it's not waterproof anymore if you have to keep going back and cutting, like, the cord and then trying to re-sew it. It's like, you better hit those spots exactly. Like, and that's what was so weird to me, is that you'd have people that they know their way around a sewing machine, but they don't seem to get it that you're like, okay, if you make holes, guess what you do? You go, you turn your dial down slowly to make sure you hit that first hole because guess what every stitch after that is going to hit right but then you'd have people that they'd be like oh i sewed in too far it's like you know what that could still pass like you just took all this out to try and correct it and now you're going to screw it up more because it's like before maybe it would have passed i i don't know like maybe it would have passed quality control but now it's definitely not going to because now you've sewn three different hole lines <laughs> in this thing and we're not going to be able to get rid of those holes. Like, you're not going to be able to make that work. 
Like, right. I don't know. It like it's it's not quite the same with editing like in a virtual format because you can always just say like revert to the last save and you're fine. Yeah, and we all know but, that saving in editor editing programs oh, is essential. Yeah. <laughs> I think we. You need to char- say, every every time you're that your brain thinks, huh? Like I could lose this work or anything. Like even like you do a small edit that you're happy with, save it immediately, yes. just in case. Because I had that happen there. <laughs> I was I was keyframing. I keyframed like probably eight seconds, and then DaVinci crashed. And it was like, uh, because I did some other stuff after that that wasn't as hard as the keyframing. But then whenever I loaded it back up, it didn't have any of the keyframing done. So it was like, <laughs> oh, oh, God, why? Help! Yeah, it literally is that kind of level of like, help! Yep. <laughs> Jesus! I, uh, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I've been down that road many times. And it sucks when it happens, but it eventually, like, like reprograms your brain it's like okay i need to save like okay oh I yeah save. yeah like 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 any time that the thought comes across your brain of um i could get totally screwed here if i don't save right now then you get used to um yeah better better save like immediately like like mm-hmm. wow i'm really proud of this better save <laughs> i better uh i better go ahead and do it just be safe <laughs> Yeah, no, that's literally what it becomes, is like, I, I better take care of this, like, now, because, uh, if not, I just, like, it, it it's so soul-crushing whenever you have, like, an hour worth of work that you've done, mm-hmm. and then, like, your thing crashes, and you're just like, oh, no. And then you're in such a shit mood, you're like, I'll work on it later. <clears throat> Yeah, and then you work on it later, and the problem is you don't do as good of an edit as you did yep. because you just want to get it out of the way. Like, you're like, I've already done this once. <laughs> and then like, when you watch it again, you're like, people are like, oh, this is really good, but like, it could have been better. Yeah, and that definitely, uh, like, it hurts. That's yeah. the only way to put it. It does hurt. Like, it's <laughs> like, a, for me as a comic book writer, uh, artists or whenever i write comics and I, I finish a comic and people read it they look at it like as a reader but me as the creator i look at a comic as like i know exactly what i went through during that time putting that comic together so like when i go and look at a page they're like oh i like this and i look at it and go yeah i was not in a good uh frame of mind when i worked on that page that was a terrible time of my life and oh I, yeah yeah and it's like, you wouldn't believe how many times I've had to redraw this page. It's a nightmare. So, like, it's interesting when you look at stuff, like, now, especially, and that's something that I, I kind of want to bring. We talked about it before, but we talked about it off the show, is when you start getting into, like, editing-type programs and becoming an editor or doing this and that creatively, you start to see the world differently. And Oh, yeah, yeah. You When you watch something on TV or in the movies or just listen to music in general, you go, hmm... That I think I know how they did that, and or like I, I wonder what sound effect they used here, kind of thing. And it's interesting that when you do editing, that you you pick up on that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you look at something, and your entire thing is like, oh, I know what I would do here, but like you know, maybe they're doing something else. Uh, it, it's just like I said, like working on trail. It's funny. Uh, working with sewing, working as a like you know, learning editing now. Even I'll watch things that other people have done and it's interesting 
because of the fact that like they're 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 like it's a new perspective that you have. You pick up on things that otherwise was never a thought in your head. Right. Like working on trail, it's funny because I've looked at some uh, some video games that people have made that are like indie games, and they'll just have like you know screen like you know pictures that they took for uh, or things off Google Maps or whatever. Let's say that like and it's an interesting style choice, but for me it almost like kills it because you'll be watching something where it's like this guy is on an abandoned trail or like you know he's like in the woods somewhere. And they'll be walking along a trail, and I'm like, that's not a deer path. Like, somebody, like, you can look at the ridges and, like, the sides and how things are built, and it's like, this is a main, this is a well-maintained trail. Like, this is like, a, like, this is a trail that this guy went to, found nobody else on the trail, started taking pictures. And don't get me wrong, it, like, it's a good stylistic choice, but the problem is, is once you've worked on trails, you can look at the trailhead, and you can look at the, like, uh, the ridges, you can look at, like, the backflow, you can look at everything on that trail, and you can be like, this is a really well-maintained trail. Everybody else playing the game is like, oh, this is great, and then Charles is like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's like, it's like, wait a minute, like, you, you ain't gonna have a trail like this unless there are people out there, like, at least, like, once every couple months, like, taking yeah. care of that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, you know, that's, that, that's the same with sewing. Like, I can't go clothes shopping now without looking at material and looking at how they sewed it and being like, wow, that's a really crappy cross-stitch. Oh, my God. I, it's like whenever I go to... Because <laughs> I used to work in retail a lot, so, like, I'm used to conditioning shelves and make bringing product up front. So whenever I go to a store now... And I see products in the back of the shelf. I it's habit now. Like I feel like I have to bring it forward and straighten it up and make it look really nice. And then everybody's like, You're, "You don't work here, Zach. Like leave it alone. That's the employee's job. They get paid to do that for a reason." It's like I know, but they're doing a really shitty job doing it. <laughs> yeah, it almost makes you mad because you're like, "What? Like, yeah. like how could you do? How, like how could you do this this way?" Yeah, idiot. Let me show you how to do it. Yeah, and that's what's kind of funny about it, though, in its own, like, way, is uh, the fact that you have that kind of prior knowledge, and you can just, like, spot shoddy work, or you can just spot, like, you know, shoddy whatever it may be, and your whole thought process is, um, like, you're kind of looking at it, and you're like, hmm, wait a minute, like, this don't seem right. This isn't right. <laughs> well, moving on, um... I guess I do have one more update. It's 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 good news is what it is. We've been needing this good news for the show. Every episode I put out, I'm sitting here saying, uh, I promise the animation will get done. I promise we'll get this fixed. Well, we're backtracking again because there's this, that, and the other. But Charles can confirm this with me. I was doing some test animations today. I bought like a shit ton of new lighting for my set. And I finally got it. I finally have it figured out, and I know this without a doubt in my mind, because I did, like, two test recordings and tried the Chroma King out, and I could say, people, the animations are coming. They are finally coming. Heck yeah. So Sounds I'm good excited. to me. So we'll be releasing some animations on the Obscure Cartoons uh, YouTube channel, and with this new program I've been looking at, I'm not going to say what program it is yet because I haven't tested it out, and it's going to be a lot of work to get it set up, but it's possible I will be releasing other types of animations 
that will be a little bit easier for me to quickly pump out. And they'll still look good. And I'm excited for it. I'm hoping it works out. If it doesn't, then hey, we're going to give it a try and just say we tried. That's really that's really all we can do. Yeah, exactly. That's all you really can do uh, at the end of the day. Um, definitely pulls into that kind of mindset of, uh, um, like, shoot, even for some of the stuff I was doing, like the chroma keying, sort of, and, and like, it's harder than some people like would think it is because you get some stuff that it's like, um, effectively the colors aren't quite right or this or that isn't quite right. Or if your lighting isn't perfect or if the lighting on whatever it is you're trying to chroma key out, then you get like those weird ripples, you get this or that, and it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, like with Chroma King, <laughs> it's it's weird because like, it's one thing to take a video from YouTube that's designed for Chroma King, and yeah, the, mo yeah, the exactly. most you'll have to do is like maybe soften it a little bit to like get rid of the green outline on something. Yeah, or, or you can like, you know... Uh, set the variable so that the chroma key will pick up on more colors or more of a wide range of colors. Right. And it's but, like, okay, yeah, I, I can still cut that out. But the, the one thing when it comes to chroma keying that was an issue with on my end was um, the way it was my lighting is what it was. And because of the way my lighting was on my animation set, it was just like a nightmare. Like my character started like blending in with the color of the background. And so <laughs> yeah. you would see them just disappear into the background. Well, it was annoying. You also see that, like you see that a lot in like streamers who will try and chroma key out things where like they'll, they'll hold up a water bottle and like the water bottle is invisible. Like I've noticed that a lot on um, say videos that I've watched where you have people who will try and chroma key out, um, a certain color in the backdrop like this is a pretty big thing in uh, showcase videos if they'll have like a backdrop that they'll try and show you something well it's like close to the color green that they're trying to chroma key out so like the thing they're trying to show you is just completely invisible and you're like what the hell are you showing me yeah <laughs> like what is that oh I just realized that Alex is in here hey Alex How's it going, buddy? Taking my mother to the hotel so she can go to the airport. Oh, oh yeah. So you're gonna be alone for a few days? No wild parties? Anything like that planned? A few days. You be here in like a day or two? Nah, not that soon. Sadly. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there eventually, but you know, I, I don't expect any wild parties. At least not until you know. Uh... No, I'm. I'm good. I'm just trying to get this. Uh, this uh, stand that I got for like a multiple monitor setup. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it won't be too bad. I know. I'm, I'm just planning on. Uh, because I've got a TV that, like, it, it's funny to me how cheap TVs are now. But I just got a, um, a, a, you know, fairly big, like, not a huge screen TV, but a fairly big screen TV that it's, um, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to wall mount it. <laughs> like, save some yeah. desk space. Like, it, like it's a light. It's an L, like, you know, a LED, L, whatever, D TV. So, hey, like, you know, it'll work. Oh, and Zach's joined much. us. The second Zach has arrived. Welcome, second Zach, to the uh, special 4th of July episode. 
Yay! Stankmate more like. What'd you say? I said stankmate. Oh, I thought you said spankmate. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to go there. Giggity. <laughs> How you been, Zach? Uh, it's nice to have you. Yes, I'm excited about that. It, it, like, is that how you've been, or is that how you're feeling right now? Both. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> that, like, like, that's fair. That's fair. Who, who can argue with that? No, I've been playing Borderlands 3. Oh, how's that going? Oh, God. Borderlands 3. So fun. I have... The new content. I have so much that I could complain about that game. I'm going to hold off. The gameplay is great. Uh, love the love the uh, the skills, the abilities. Love the guns, just the storyline of it. Oh man, like that's what I. Funny. It like it's funny, but god dang, like whenever I played it, like the whole time I'm just like, like what kind of sense does this make? Like it's, it's not supposed to make any. That's the point. <laughs> the whole point of Borderlands. Well, no, but that but they're trying to make it make sense. That's the problem. No, they're not. He's yeah, like, no, no! <laughs> uh, this is why the Borderlands community is so split, everybody. Okay, so we're live streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch as well right now. So yeah. I'm trying to figure I'm trying to figure out in my head how I'm going to put this all together when editing. You don't, you just leave it. Who cares? Yeah, you just you just make it raw. Make it as raw as it can be. Raw dog it. <laughs> Don't say I hate that. that. I hate that term. Don't that's ever a say that to me again. That's a don't terrible you ever, term. Don't you ever tell me to roll dog it again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I know how to make Zach extremely comfortable. Extremely angry right away. <laughs> there you go. Don't. <laughs> don't do it, Alex. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I... and, and you'll be least expecting it. Oh, that's the best way. We're gonna be sitting there recording, and then you're just like raw dog, and I'm like, oh fuck, Alex, fuck you, Alex. Uh. <laughs> and that shit out now, damn it. You're gonna be in the middle of a character, and I'm just gonna do that, and then you're just gonna break character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get a line, trying to get Honestly. a line recorded, and you're gonna be like, you're gonna be like, so uh, raw dog. So uh, we raw dogging tonight. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, um, that, no. honestly, breaking character, that was one of the big things in the Phasmophobia recording that we did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> was, uh, we did. Th- like, like, the freaking, uh, like, so for those of you who aren't aware, Phasmophobia, like, it, like it's become a bigger thing, but I know there are some people who don't know exactly what it is. Uh, it's basically a, like, you know, ghost hunting the game. Uh, you're trying to figure out what the ghost is like. Um, like, there's different categories. You're hunted by the ghost, and it, and it, it can get pretty intense. But uh, me and Zach were recording an episode of Phasmophobia, like where we were like, all right, we'll do a whole skit, like whatever. Uh, we were in the middle of the skit. <laughs> I turn around, and I'm in VR, so for me, it's like everything's there for you. Uh, I turn around and I see the ghost like right in front of me. I just went, <laughs> just ran away. Cause it's like, oh god, because it scared the ever living crap out of me. Yeah, he got he got spooked. It, I did. It runs in physical real life and breaks the VR headset. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is that in the VR headset, I don't have a 360 setup, so it's like all forward facing. So I did kind of turn around my. Uh, 
joystick started messing up because it's like it can't see me anymore. So it was just like, oh god, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, he broke character real quick in the skit. Yeah, <laughs> Zach we was over there... there, like on the other side of the room. He didn't see the ghost, but he just probably heard okay. me go. <laughs> Let me put it to you this way: when when it comes to video games, I'm completely oblivious to most shit in video games. If you haven't <laughs> noticed already. Like, I could be playing Minecraft, I could be playing Minecraft, and something's shooting at me, and I'm just not paying attention to it. Wait, should I bring up uh, us playing Gunfire Reborn the other night? I knew it was going to come up eventually. <laughs> yes. For the love of God, yes. So Anything for we you guys playing... to laugh at for me to cry. <laughs> we were playing Gunfire Reborn, and the funniest thing about it is, uh, in the game, you can go down, and people have a chance they can pick you up. Um, Zag was running around just breaking pots. And me and uh, another guy were both down. We're like, Zach, Zach, get us. And he's just like, dum to dum just breaking shit. And it's like, <laughs> I, I was just like, I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> own little world. Dee -dee -dee -dee. Oh, yeah. I was in my own little world. That's the thing. Anytime, any, anytime that I see like a pot that can break, I'm like, oh, I'm going to break that. <laughs> even when you don't even have the thing that gives you extra loot. This is why you should uh, always hand me hidden treasure or something. <laughs> well, that's why I've started to, because <laughs> it's like I, 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 like, I have to, because you're just you're just compulsion. Like there's a compulsion that Zach has in any game that we play, where if there's a breakable object, he's like, ooh, <laughs> give me. I can't help it. He's candy. Oh, he's candy. And then like, and then like when we were going, we were doing the boss battle. Like, as soon as we were finished with the boss, Charles was like, I could tell that Zach just, he must have found, like, a point where it was safe and just ran around the entire map and just just started breaking everything. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Because I, I started looking around, I see all this, like, money and loot just sitting everywhere, and I'm like, well, I could tell Zach's, uh, Zach took his <laughs> chance because we just got done with the fight and everything's already broken. And I felt bad when he said that because he was right. <laughs> I waited for that moment so I could just go around and break shit. Man, why the heck is the boss, like, not dying as quickly? Wait, Zach! <laughs> hey, nobody... Nobody... Nobody noticed we made it. Yeah, no, we, like, we, we beat it. Like, it was, uh, like, like, we ended up, uh, overcoming, we persevered, but it's just funny to me now because I look for that, like, hey, where are all the pots? Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, there you. Yep. Well. Now yeah, you know it, what to expect. Now you know what to expect when you play games with me. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me jot this down. Don't play Borderlands Three with uh... No, play it with him because he'll he'll find all the best loot for you. Yeah. Oh, no, he'll just yeah. I'll, I'll be the looter. The way the a the way the ammo works in that game is it's it's randomized to your character. If you don't hit that box, you're not getting ammo. Oh no, uh, Borderlands Three they actually kind of revamped it so that everybody gets their own loot. Uh, depending on like what mode you're playing. This is not in boxes. Really? Yeah, not in boxes. It. I mean, it's been a while since I've played. It's, so. it's 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 instance loot when you're killing shit, but on boxes, no. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. When it's ammo boxes, it's randomized to you. I'll tell you Random. this. Random. If you guys thought I was bad in Gunfire, you should see me in Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. It was bad. Off oh, every single person. Oh my god. I would, you know that one building where you go in and there's a guard. He's like, "Don't break the pots," and there's like pots everywhere. I broke every damn. I would purposely break them, <laughs> leave the room, come back in, and break them again. Oh goodness gracious! 
can't help. I mean, that. I mean, I mean, that's what I love about it, though, is uh, that it, it definitely sets up for just like the the fun of everything, as opposed to like just being hyper focused. Like you know, like there 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 are games that you play that like you almost have to be hyper focused. But um, oh, I, I I like I don't really like those ty- those kinds of games though because it leaves way too much for people to actually get mad. Whereas if you're playing a game where it's like, eh, there's no real, like, whatever or risk or this or that, then, um, you know, you can just have fun with it. You can, like, kind of playfully jab at people without, like, worrying too much about somebody getting angry. Yeah, it's like Borderlands. I'll tell you a game that's not good to be hyper-focused in, and that's, uh, this new game I've been playing. What's it called? Uh, Uh, Noida. Noida. Fuck, no, is this you, game hard? You have to be hyper focused in Noida, dude. Noida is like one of those yep. roguelikes where it does it does not um, it does not give you space to well, mess no, up. Like, what doesn't help though is like I'll sit there and I'll notice like gold buried in the ground. Like, oh, I need to get that. I want that gold. I want money. And then <laughs> something comes up and starts attacking me. I'm like, fuck, no, I really want that gold. <laughs> And yeah, no, that, that's uh, that's definitely the, the time that you don't want to be hyper-focused in that game. It's definitely take care of anything that you possibly see first, then worry about the gold later. Yeah. He would never play Tarkov, then. Don't ever play Tarkov. I don't even know what that is. It's a hyper-realistic sh- uh, uh, shooter game. I highly doubt my computer can... can... Looter-shooter game, mind you. Looter-shooter. Every fucking thing can Oh, this sounds like my kind of game. Everything to be looted. That's honestly one of the reasons I stopped playing, uh, like, PUBG, games like that. Because those, it's like, I'm used to skill, like, you know, like, skill and, like, kind of luck. Because I like roguelikes. But PUBG, it's like, okay, well, uh, if you don't get lucky right away, you're just, like... Like, one of three ha- things ha- always happens in PUBG or PUBG-type games. Battle Royales, I guess I should say. Yeah, be ours. Yeah, like, either you find something right away that you're like, awesome, and then you get sniped, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, cool. I'm glad I had a chance to defend myself. Um, <laughs> or it's you get lucky right away, and then you run into nobody for the entire game until, like, the very end, and you're just kind of like, wow, there was, like, a 30-minute point there where I didn't see anything or anybody or whatever happened. And, or, or you get unlucky, you don't find Jack, and then you get killed because you didn't find Jack. That's, like, the three things that have always happened to me in those types of games. The only the only VR I know of that fixes that completely is COD. You drop with a gun, you can instantly get your loadout as long as you get enough money, which is stupid easy, and you will always see money somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, COD VR literally fixes every single one of those issues. Uh, VR shooter games are so, like... Obviously, I've never been in the military, so I can't say that, like, oh, I know how it feels, because that's, you know, BS, like, to the extreme. But at the same time, it's like... <laughs> you're fighting a guy and then you get shot in the back and it's just like well dang like like it's like i really hate the fact that i have spatial awareness here because i get screwed <laughs> oh that felt or, good or like a lack of spatial awareness i guess like maybe the term that i'm going for because it's like you know you're actually just seeing what you would see if you were in a like run and gun type situation in real life but VR, yeah. I will say, I love VR, but man, I need a better setup for it, because uh, 
What I have right now is like smaller space, like Beat Saber, great game to VR uh, if you're forward facing. Uh, any other game, it's like I find myself turning too much and I don't have a 360 setup, like I said. So it's like, yeah, like things just start like wigging out on you. You're like, why is everything wigging out? And then you lift up the headset and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's why. Oh, I'm in right. my bathroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oopsie. Oopsies. The self-contained VR where there's no wires, it's just all on you. I think that's really fucking dope. Oh yeah, no, it it it's kind of amazing. Well, it's kind of amazing that they went from like VR that requires like the sensors and this and that in order to play to hey, this is just freestanding, it's gonna do all the work for you, period. Like the fact that we went from like one to the other within like five years, like that that like that's pretty damn amazing in my opinion. And do you remember the freaking um the Xbox thing where you had tape it on Oh Connect Connect? Yeah, the the, the Connect. Connect. Yeah, that was like the first iteration of Dude, like, Fruit Ninja. at least tracking you, period. Fruit Ninja was like my jam whenever I had Connect. God Let's the let's just take it let's take it back to the very early motion. Let's let's go back to the Wii, shall we? No, if you want the very earliest motion, the very the very earliest motion was honestly um you had some old gaming consoles. Like I'm talking like it seemed like ancient. Well, the where, NES had that. Well, yeah, no, the NES and then like a few other ones, but they would actually have the sensor bar up there. Now, to be fair, it was just gunning games, so it's not like yeah. it was anything like, you know, as immersive as we have now but it was still the fact that you could have like a game like that back in the day where it would like track what you were doing or where you were shooting or it had the light detection this and that like that's always been something that it's like well dang like you know we went from that and like people being able to cheat by just like pointing it at a white space and there you go to like full-on like boneworks boneworks that is such a crazy thing to play into because you'll do like a four hour stint you don't even realize it's been four hours just, just wait we're going to have full dive rpgs here soon listen okay i know you sword art online people i know how immersed you are and then you want it it's going to have full dive <laughs> we're, and it's going to be amazing it, it, it's going to be messed up is what it's going to be because like you're going to have to plug your brain into it and then like you're going to be getting like in Futurama you're going to have like brainwave ads like fucking put to your head. <laughs> no, we're just going to get trapped in the fucking game like Sword Art Online. That's that would be... Me. <laughs> the problem is I don't feel like it's ever going to become that immersive because you're going to have people that are going to be like this is my real life not what's out there. They're gonna get to the point where you can transfer your soul into like an actual like game avatar. Yeah, I would hate that. That would be hell. <laughs> that would just be hell. We already but that, but that we would that well, would a whole new layer to people who would slot you. They just trap you in your game. <laughs> we already ha have augmented reality. Well, we look, we okay, also look. we also already have haptic suits. Like haptic suits are already like I can feel what's in VR. Whoa! One like Ready Player One. I, I would, like, it's like I said, I feel like that would be hell, because it's like, like, you'd have people that it's like, this is my life now, and then you, like, say, hey, man, you want to hang out? And they're like, no, I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing Ready Player One, and you're like, dude, like, come on, I want to go get, I want to go out to eat somewhere, and they're like, oh. We haven't seen you in, like, five months. 
<laughs> the funny thing is, Ready Player One is such a parallel to Sword Art Online, and the director for uh, Ready Player One had no fucking clue about Sword Art Online. Well, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's the concept's been used before before Sword Art Online. Like there was Dot Hack, and then you know oh, yeah, there's like yeah. Digimon. You know, I'll tell you they've what, done the same thing. Who the heck remembers Code Lyoko? Yes. The main thing about Code, the main thing about Code Lyoko to me that I always remember is the five head that everybody had in that show. Oh God, yes. No, it wasn't a five head. That was a ten head, dude. Oh no, it was. <laughs> what was it? it? I don't think it was Korean. It, I think it was a French animation. Yeah, no, it was. It was French. Yeah, yeah. No. Very French. Actually, a lot of the French animations that you have are actually really, really interesting. Like. Code Lyoko, I was more just, like, fixated on the five head, but then um, they had another show that was around the same time that was, like, um, some weird, like, 2D, 3D mashup just kind of like that, but I can't remember the name of it, but god dang, like, that show was very interesting because of the fact that it was, um, it was very much played to, like, the fantasy setting, mm -hmm. but, man, I'm gonna have to look that up. I can't remember the name of it. Like, what the heck? I'm thinking it's, uh... Wakfu. Yeah, Wakfu, Wakfu, that was it. Yeah. Cuz Wakfu was uh definitely an interesting one to watch just because of the fact that like I don't know, like you see a lot of animes coming out now that do this weird 3D like kind of thing, but I'm always like I'm so off put by them because the 3D seems like a crappy 3D. I don't know, but They're all they're all they're all using the VTube type thing. I guess. The only um 3D anime I've actually seen that actually like meshes 2D with 3D fucking perfectly is Ufotable. Uh, Ufotable is a fucking brilliant studio. Oh, I, dude, I don't speaking think I've ever of, seen that. Speaking of anime from 2D to 3D, did you guys ever see the uh, the Mewtwo Strikes Back 3D? Yeah, that was weird. I mean, it was it was neat. The it was weird. Time, but now it's no. The funny thing about that is, is I like looked at it. I didn't even watch the thing, but I watched like just you know excerpts, and I was like, this is literally just Pokemon the movie. <laughs> like they just yep. remade Pokemon the movie with like a weird 3D ish style. The only thing that was pleasant about it was like, oh look, there's there's Brock and Misty again. <laughs> okay, I'm I've seen this movie before already. I don't want to watch Pikachu cry in 3D now. I don't want to watch Pikachu cry in 3D. <laughs> Please don't do this to me, no. But no, it's Ufotable is the one that does Demon Slayer. And it was in theaters all around the world not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that, we want to thank you all for uh, joining the show. Zach and Alex, thank you. And we want to thank everybody for listening to the special 4th of July episode and to everybody who was listening to us live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. We will see you next time, and remember... What's good, baby? What, 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 what's good? Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. What's Good Baby can be heard on Anger FM, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at our website at obscuredcartoons.com. Become a member on our Discord and join the fun and stay in touch with our community. Join the show as a special guest through the Discord and be heard. All links are provided in the description down below and on our website. Until next time... Was a good baby.